Hey guys, this is Dale Tedder, and welcome to the Right Path Podcast, where I'm going to do my best to help you, and me for that matter, follow the way to truth and life. I have been gone for uh, over a month now. I got a chance to take a renewal leave, which uh, I'm now in my 30th year of local church ministry, and that's the first time I ever did that. So I got a month off, and I'm so grateful to my church family for allowing me to have that time off for a little renewal. And uh, I was telling some folks earlier today, in fact, I'm not sure how renewed I'm feeling, but I'm definitely feeling grateful. So I'm excited about that. Hey, I wanted to read a scripture. Uh, I heard this yesterday in a podcast, and uh, it's just such a great scripture. And it really relates to what I'm trying to do here uh, at the Right Path podcast, as well as my website. Um And on that note, I'll share something toward the end of the podcast to uh, give you some directions for how you can uh, sign up, subscribe to a a weekly devotional. It'll also give you information about how you can listen to the podcast and all that good stuff. But anyway, this is uh, Psalm uh, chapter 16, verse 11, and it says this, You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. I think all of us would do well just to meditate on that verse for the rest of the day or maybe even the rest of the week. But just listen to that first part. Speaking to God, of course, you make known to me the path of life. And so when we want to follow the right path, well then... The right path is God himself, you know, and when I use my little tagline, helping you follow the way, the way, of course, is capitalized because the way is Jesus. Jesus says he is the way and the truth and the life. So if we want to follow the right path, then we want to follow Jesus, uh, not only wherever he leads, but we want to become more like him because, again, he is the way. So you make known to me the path of life, and in your presence there is fullness of joy. Isn't that a place you want to be, where there is fullness of joy? And then it says, at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. You know, the pleasures that we experience in this world, I mean, they're not all bad. Some pleasures are very, they're good. They're good things to enjoy. But so many pleasures really when you peel away the facade, they turn out being distractions. Um, you might get a little bit of adrenaline going, you know, but at the end of the day, they let you down because they weren't designed to meet your deepest, most ultimate need. Uh, that is God alone. In fact, uh, it was St. Augustine in the prayer right at the beginning of his book, Confessions, where uh, Augustine in his prayer says to God, uh, you have made us for yourself and we are restless until we find our rest in you. That's sort of the Dale Tedder paraphrase, but you get the idea. It's only when we find our rest in God that we are truly at rest. So when we're chasing all the trinkets of this world, all the things that are really distractions more than anything else, none of them can give us what we're ultimately looking for and what we ultimately ultimately need, that it's in God alone. So I love that in chapter 16, verse 11. 
you, God, make known to me the path of life. So why else would you, why would you follow anyone else or anything else when it's God and God alone who will make known to us the path of life and there is presence, in his presence there is fullness of joy and at his right hand are pleasures forevermore, real and lasting and genuine pleasures. And so that's something to look forward to. Anyway, guys, I wanted to share with you today uh, some thoughts uh, that I shared back in June. Uh, It was right after our vacation Bible school here at our church. And so I shared this with our congregation, and I thought there might be some things you would enjoy as well. And this is entitled, The Anchor of Our Souls. And it's based on Hebrews chapter 16, uh, I'm sorry, chapter 6, verses uh, 18 through 19. So, guys, thanks for checking out the podcast today, and here we go. Well, I mentioned earlier in the introduction that uh, I uh, we had Vacation Bible School back uh, the beginning of June, and I preached the following Sunday, and what I did is I gave my congregation sort of a little summary of what the kids had been learning that week, and it was really great. It was a lot of fun. Uh, the people that put on our Vacation Bible School, I mean, they did such an excellent job, and we are really blessed to have them serving here in our church family. But uh, the the week is uh, the, the week that the children experienced was a time where they they sort of enjoyed a tour around the world and they learned about different countries and different cultures and and how God loves each person no matter where that person's from no matter their culture their country or anything like that none of that uh, God's love is not based on any of that sort of thing. And so we also learned throughout the week that uh, each man, each woman, each boy and girl around the world, each one of them has the same need, even if it's manifested differently from person to person and from culture cu- culture to culture. You know, we re- we still have the same needs. So I want to walk you through the week, and then we'll move in sort of to the main part of the the, the message for this podcast. But on the Monday of that week, the children learned that God created the heavens and the earth as well as each one of us. And so what we wanted to let the kids know is that we are created in the image of a loving and holy God who wants to have a relationship with us. And so the scripture for that day focused on God's promise to Abraham. In Genesis 17, verse 7, God promised these uh, this promise with these words. It says this, I will establish my covenant as an everlasting covenant between me and you and your descendants after you for the generations to come, to be your God and the God of your descendants after you. So that was Monday. Then on Tuesday, we learned that God called a people to himself and he gave them 10 laws for living in this world. Now, these are, these are God's rules. It's a way of living, and when we follow them, they enable us to flourish in our relationship with God and with others. And so the verse for that day was from Philippians 4, verse 19, which says this, And my God will meet all your needs 
according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. And so the idea there is that since God is the one who created us and who designed us, well, then it's pretty safe to say that he knows best. And we also learn that unfortunately, we don't always live according to these laws of God. Maybe you've noticed that in your own life. We learn that we all fall short of that standard. We sin, we go our own way, we do our own thing. And so in a manner of speaking, we really don't appreciate how good, let me say it again, we don't appreciate how good God's way of living really is. Have you ever noticed that sometimes we think we know better than God, and so we therefore act accordingly? Well, this breaks our relationship with God, or you know, it injures, it, it, it hurts, it damages the relationship with God, and, and so therefore we are in desperate need of help. And so, because of that, on Wednesday we learned about God's answer to that problem. God sent a Savior our Lord Jesus Christ, to redeem the world and and reconcile us back to himself. And we learn that, that Jesus isn't a Lord and Savior of just some countries and some cultures and some people, but that he is Savior and Lord for everyone around the world for all time. And so our scripture for that day reminded us in 1 John 4 verse 14, We have seen and testify that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. So that was Wednesday. Well, on Thursday, the children learned what Jesus did for them, as well as for all of us, through his death and resurrection. And on that day, we looked at this verse, Matthew 20, verse 28. It says this, Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and listen to this, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus gave his life. Not just so we could wait to go to heaven when we die, as as great as that's going to be, but to enjoy eternal life with him that can begin right here and right now. I mean, that is wonderful. That is awesome news that we don't have to wait to have a relationship with God and to enjoy his presence. All of that can begin right now. And so can you imagine how that good news blessed the children when they heard it? I mean, hopefully, as you heard that good news, it blessed you as well, learning that the God who created all there is actually loves them, loves you, wants to have a relationship with those children, wants to have a relationship with you. And so my question for you is, is that new information to you? Did you know that? Is that new news to you or is that old news? Maybe you know it. But more importantly, much more importantly, regardless of when you learned it, have you applied that in your life? Do you Please please hear this. Do you have that relationship with God? 
And if not, well, I hope you'll reach out to me and let's talk about it. And I can hopefully help you understand in greater detail how dearly loved you are by God and all that God has done on your behalf through the person and work of his son, Jesus Christ, and how by faith you can enter into having that relationship with him. So that was Thursday. Well, the last day of what we were calling Adventure Week, that's what we called our Vacation Bible School this year, Adventure Week, Friday, we finished up with these familiar words that will be very familiar to many of you, Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20. It's something that we call the Great Commission, and it says this, Then Jesus came to them and said, he's talking about he came to his followers, and he said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Okay, verse 19, Therefore, therefore what? Jesus says, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always, to the very end of the age. And so the message to the kids was this. We can tell others this good news about God's love. You don't have to be a pastor. You don't have to be a professional evangelist or a missionary. Anybody who follows Jesus has the blessed privilege and opportunity to tell others this same good news about God's love. In fact, God wants us to do just that. Now, the theme of of, uh, this Adventure Week, this Vacation Bible School, was this, the greatest story ever told. And as I just shared with you, it begins at creation, and it travels through our fall into sin, and it keeps going to God making a promise to Abraham and, and then to God sending Jesus all the way to the consummation of all things. And here's the great part. We get to be in this story. We get to participate in this great story. And this is what I love about it. It's, it's a great story, but it's a great story because it is a true story. It's not like movies that, you know, advertise very, you know, they don't say it in their advertisement. They say, you know, based on a true event, when really what they mean is very, very, very loosely related to something that might have once happened. I mean, that's how true those events are sometimes. But this story, guys, is actually true, and it is still going. And the kids and the volunteers and all of us who participated learned that God is calling all of us, including those of you who are listening to me right now, God is calling all of us to take part in his story. So it was a wonderful week. We had a great time, and it was just another example of of really how our children's ministry at our church here at Southside is is second to none. It It was a fantastic experience. Well, one of my takeaways, and maybe it was because I knew I was going to be preaching the sermon the following Sunday after vacation Bible school was over, but one of my takeaways was that no matter the person, no matter the culture, no matter the country, no matter the time in which a person lives, we all need hope. Have you observed that in your own life or in the lives of those you love? We all need hope. 
And we all look for hope, don't we? We all hope for things to happen. We all hope in things. And most things that we hope in just can't deliver. They fall short because they were never meant to be where we place our hope, or at least our ultimate hope. But you know what really sank in for me during Vacation Bible School, and hopefully for the kids as well, was that there is and there was, there and there will always be only one true hope of the world. There is only one true hope of the world, and that hope is in the promise of God referred to in our scripture. So I want to read to you Hebrews chapter 6, verses 17 through the first part of verse 19. So hear now God's word. Because God wanted to make the unchanging nature of his purpose very clear to the heirs of what was promised, he confirmed it with an oath. God did this so that, by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have fled to take hold of the hope set before us may be greatly encouraged. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. The promise God made to Abraham, the one that the children learned about, on the Monday of Vacation Bible School, was the promise that God would be Abraham's God and the God of his descendants. We know that God's promises to Abraham include the news that he would be the father of many nations, people from all over the world and all throughout time would be Abraham's descendants and God would be their God. And this was a promise that God made, and our scripture tells us that a promise from God is as good as if it had already happened. God is holy, you see, and because he's holy, he cannot lie. And God is sovereign, and therefore he is able to keep the promises that he makes. And scripture reminds us that God fulfilled his promise to Abraham through our Lord Jesus Christ. And so we become descendants of Abraham. We become heirs of God's promise when we place our faith in Jesus Christ. And that's why, that's why the Apostle John writes these words in Revelation 7, verses 9 and 10. It says this, After this I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, tribe, people, and language standing before the throne and before the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands, and they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne, and to the Lamb. That's why we're able to have hope. God makes promises, and God keeps his promises. No matter the storms of life that rock our boats to and fro, we have an anchor that can secure us and keep us safe. 
and our anchor, the anchor of our souls, will keep us firm and secure in the midst of life's struggles. And that's because it's based on God's unchanging purpose, and that is to achieve our salvation through Jesus Christ. And let me say this, biblically speaking, hope is not the same thing as wishful thinking. I mean, that's the way we often use it in our world. Hope is not the same thing as wishful thinking. Here in Jacksonville, we have been very excited. The Jaguars have had an exciting offseason, and we are hoping that they have their best season ever. We hope. But biblical hope is more than that. Biblical hope is not wishful thinking. It is confidence. It is assurance. We know that it is good as done. That, that is what we're hoping in. We're hoping in God's promise already fulfilled in Jesus Christ. And that hope, the author of Hebrews tells us, that hope should encourage us. Now that word, the Bible, encourage, it literally means to fill with courage. And so we can face the storms of life. We can face the uncertainty of tomorrow. Why? Because we have an anchor that will keep us safe and secure. We have the anchor of hope. And so that's why, maybe you didn't know this, but that's why since the very earliest times of the church, back in the ancient church, along with the fish, along with the dove, the anchor has been an important Christian symbol. And so let me ask you, what do you hope for? That's an important question. What do you hope for? But maybe... Just maybe a more important question is this. What do you hope in? Not what do you hope for, but what, or maybe I should say who, do you hope in? Don't place your hope in anything that cannot deliver. But instead, put your hope in the one who loves you. The one who has made promises to you. The one who has fulfilled those promises and the one who will continue to do so. The Lord Jesus Christ is the only worthy hope for the world today and in all days. I recently was visiting with somebody who's going through a tough time and I was able to share these words that come from a a great hymn that certainly is one of my favorite. And I I think it encouraged this person, but it was just good to know that I was able to share it with them. It's perhaps familiar words to you. I'm not going to sing it for you because you'll never come back to the podcast. But I will read part of the verses uh, from the hymn, My Hope is Built. So listen to these words. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. When darkness veils his lovely face, I rest on his unchanging grace. On every high and stormy gale, 
my anchor holds within the veil. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. Thanks be to God and His Son Jesus Christ for being the anchor of our souls. Amen and Amen. Well, guys, thank you so much for checking out the podcast today. I am really grateful. I know there's not a lot of you out there listening, but for the ones who are, it means a lot to me. Hey, I was telling you at the beginning that uh, I want to give you some information about my website. I still have my regular website, which is daletedder.com. That's my name, D-A-L-E-T-E-D-D-E-R, daletedder.com. And that's got a lot of resources, devotionals, some videos, Bible studies, things like that. But I have recently added something, made a little change uh, for the way that I communicate and, and send out my devotional and any other content that I have. And this way you can uh, subscribe to this and always know when something new is coming out. But if you go to walking-points.com, and that's just like it sounds, W-A-L-K-I-N-G hyphen P-O-I-N-T-S, walkingpoints.com, walking-points.com. You can sign up there, subscribe there. Just all you have to do is put your email address there, and it'll let you know when I have new devotionals that come out, usually on Wednesday, as well as podcasts. I've got some video things I'm working on. i got a lot of things I'm excited about and looking forward to sharing with you, and so I would love it if you would subscribe to that. And uh, that way you can know when new things are coming out. But guys, uh, I'm, I'm off my renewal leave. I'm looking forward to getting into a, a more regular rhythm with uh, just communicating in general, whether it's devotionals or podcasts or videos or whatever it may be. So thanks for uh, staying with me. Thanks for checking out the podcast today. I hope you have a wonderful week, and I look forward to being with you next time. <music>